Marisa Lees, and you are listening to The Breakdown Podcast. Each week, we take a bite-sized portion of the weekend teaching at Hope Fellowship, and we break it down. Um, As we do that, we're hoping that you're going to discover some of the deeper theological meaning that's found in these passages, but also how it's relevant to your life today, right now, even though it was written so long ago. A little while ago. A little while ago. Um, I'm here with Brock and Josh. How are you guys doing today? We're doing great. I'm also doing great. Thank yeah. you. We're all doing so great. Excellent. <laughs> all right. So we want to recap the message title or the message that we just heard. And so we're in the middle of a series, starting a new series called You've Heard It Said, where we look at some of the teachings of Jesus and the phrase where he said, you've heard it said, and then goes on to some pretty famous teachings. And so today we're going to look at Jesus's encounter with Nicodemus in Nico. chapter three. And so really the there was a there's a main idea, Josh, that I thought I heard in the sermon this weekend. Yeah, it might sound simple, but what does it mean to believe? Uh, so when you think about that word, that concept, it's uh, it's often maybe confusing to, to people. It can cause different uh, controversial questions. Uh, but here in, in John 3, specifically in verses 18 through 21, Jesus has drawn some pretty clear and helpful lines uh, on the matter of belief. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to be picking up John 3, verses 18 through 21. I'll be reading the New Living Translation. And we're going to break that down? Is we're that our, that's our plan? We're going to break it down. Huh, hence the name Was of the podcast. It, it just is. hit me. Wow, why that's why we breakdown? named it that, yeah. Huh, okay, there we go. <laughs> All right, verse 18. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him have, has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only Son. And the judgment is based on this fact. God's light came into the world, but people loved the darkness more than the light, for their actions were evil. All who do evil hate the light and refuse to go near it, for fear their sins will be exposed. But those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. Oh my gosh, there's so many passages where it's like a lot of the words are very similar. Light, like there's like a lot of repetition there. I'm like, ah, I got it though. <laughs> so this be considered the light version? Yes. Oh, less calories. Yeah, probably so. L-I-T-E. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys remember the band? This is this is old school called DC Talk. I do. Mary, you probably don't. You're oh, a, well, you're, you're a youngster. <laughs> they had a song that I, I hear uh, in my head every time I read Sing this passage. No, no, no. Just I don't one think. Bit. No, no one would want to do it. There'd be car accidents all over the so Metroplex sad. if I were to start singing right now. <laughs> So uh, a little bit of context about this. Uh, First of all, it's found in John. So he's telling the story of Jesus's life. And John, really what you need to know about him, he's a disciple. Uh, He was the one that was like, I'm the one Jesus loves. Yeah, a little, little something. I'm, I'm the one that Jesus loves. I feel loved. like I would do yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> and, yeah. and this uh, specific writing, you know, he's a storyteller. So if you are going to go like read some more about uh, or from this uh this story, then it's going to sound not chronological is what I'm getting at. Like, so it might, you know, that's kind of important to know. But for this specific one, we're kind of coming on the heels of this conversation that John talked about. Conversation. Did you hear that? Yeah, I, did. I know you're going to I wasn't, wasn't going to say anything. Though. I'm just going to let it go. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> but uh, the hills of this conversation that Jesus is having with Nicodemus, and this is actually a similar outline. So if you read it, there's four other stories within um in, in John where they're similar. They have the same kind of outline where Jesus will perform a sign or he'll make a claim about himself. And people are like, what? You know, like classic us. You know, they, we just don't get it. And they're kind of perplexed. And then in the end, they have to make a choice about who Jesus is. And that's kind of where we're at is like that moment in this sp- sp- specific um, interaction where they're having to make that choice at the end there. And words are hard today, clearly. I'm they like, are. wow, geez. And but so yeah. Jesus is making the claim here to this other teacher 
that he's not just a good teacher, yeah. but he's God himself, and one has to be born again. And now you have the choice of, do I believe that Jesus is truly God or not, is what's going on in this situation, is this context of talking to Nicodemus. Which is pretty big deal for someone like Nicodemus, because to believe what Jesus is saying is going to be utterly life-changing for this teacher. Yeah, yeah. And Nicodemus is a Pharisee and a teacher of the law. So I think that that's so significant because he's a, he thinks he's teacher talking to teacher. Yeah. <laughs> teacher did, and, and then we find, oh, wait, no, this guy this is not just a teacher. Mm. So verse eight, so verse 18, um, you want to kick us off, take us in the right direction, Brock? Yeah, so it's interesting. Uh, as we read this verse, it talks about there being no judgment against anyone who believes in him. And so it's very much almost like this court scene is now mm-hmm. painted. And if you believe in Jesus, then you are not condemned. You are not found guilty. Um, but anyone who does not believe in Jesus, it's not like there's a, a future, hey, you're going to be judged or condemned. You're already being condemned is what this is saying because you don't believe that this is God's one and only son. And that was a little controversial because it's Jesus saying, if you believe in me as God himself, then you're not condemned. If you don't, then there's judgment that's already starting to happen. Yeah, which this was a really big question. I think, and I think that we could hear that and be like, uh, duh, we know Jesus is God, Jesus is man. You know, like, but they had, the early church had to like come to this understanding and, and really wrestle with this theological concept. And so they had this, the first council of Nicaea. So there are many councils, um, but this one was a response to the Arian controversy, which was basically where, um, Arius, he was a guy that had uh, believed that Jesus was created. So there was this trouble in the church where they're like, okay, well, who is Jesus? Like, what what is his relationship with God? Like, who is he? And so they ended up kind of coming to this um, conclusion, Jesus is fully God. He is fully man. Fully man. Yeah. 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 And, and don't you think that I, I've always thought Arius— like if I was going to write like a Star Wars episode, mm-hmm. I'd want him to be one of the characters. Yeah, I yeah, like that. Yeah, would be one of the characters in there. <laughs> Sounds fake. <laughs> yeah, and so the so really, it's this idea of being set up right away. Here's this kind of dual thought of like mm-hmm. either you believe Jesus is God's son or you don't, mm-hmm. and that seems to be we're talking about what it means to be born again in that regard, which is what this whole like passage is yeah. like that kind of the crux of that. And I also got a sense too of, as we kind of continue to read through this, that, that this is like a, a, a statement about the present state of people. There is this, uh, there is this, uh, judgment because of this matter at hand and which is the reason why Jesus had to be sent in the first place. Yeah. And so he's kind of starting to unfold that a little bit. Yeah. And then in verse 19, he talks about God's light came into the world. And this is not just a light or a different, Jesus is the light here. And again, but people love the darkness. So there's this opposition that's being formed here. These two sides is Jesus is God's son. He's not light, darkness. So people love the darkness more than the light for their actions were evil. And so, Mary, you were talking as we were preparing the day, like you used a phrase that I was really helpful to me. And I, again, I put you on the spot. I'm so sorry here. I'm but, remembering it. Okay, good. Time. Okay, good. All right. So <laughs> that, that really helped me understanding this. Yeah. So uh, descriptive, not prescriptive. So he's describing kind of this choice, like we kind of talked about earlier, where he's coming to this thing and he's presenting this, who Jesus is, and they're having to make a choice. And he is describing those different choices. So you believe that's 
you're going to live like this. But if you don't believe, this is what that's going to look like. So it's not prescriptive. He's not saying like, hey, this is like a command to do something. This is more of almost like an observation of what happens when you don't believe. Mm -hmm. And and so many more of these verses, like the first verse is like kind of you do, but the other ones really are focusing on, hey, if you don't, this is what it kind of looks like. It's describing it. Yeah. Yeah, because I think there's an often a tendency, and Josh, we talked about this, that yeah. this is an easy passage to start to think, oh, my works must follow. Mm. Uh, but it, So one of the things about good Bible study is the first thing you do is you go back and read, what did it say to that original audience? So you try to stay there. Yeah. And so we're thinking of that original audience, and then we start to apply it to ourselves. But it's easy to jump from that and say, oh, this is saying, oh, my works have to be such and such. If my works are evil, that means I'm a child of darkness. If my works are good, I'm a child of light. But I don't think John is telling us that here. Would you agree with me? Yeah, there's uh, throughout Scripture, I think that we could go to other passages where they're specifically talking about that. Yeah. But it really helps to, to do some of that work to go, but what is God saying in this particular passage? And so, you know, we in, in uh, verse 16, just a couple of verses earlier, uh, it's the one we all know, you know, for God so loved the world that he sent Jesus. Yeah, that's part of this, yeah. Yeah, then it's really interesting because of the very next verse, uh, it says, God did not send his son into the world uh, to condemn the world, right? And yet now we're talking about things like judgment and condemnation, we're talking about light, dark, things like that. And so it's super helpful rather than start to try to like, um, try to put our own perspective on this and what we think it's supposed to mean and go, but what is actually saying? What are the words being said? What is the context? And I think a lot of us is really this dual, this light, darkness, believe, don't believe. And yeah, so contrasting. Verse, yeah, the contrasting. Imagery. Yeah, and in verse 20, it really begins to bear down a little bit because yeah. he says, John writes, all who do evil hate the light. It's a big yeah, word. that's a big word. Harsh. And so, and hate here is this idea of um, the, the rejected this idea of who Jesus was, was God's son. They, they don't care at all for anything that Jesus is doing. And so the Greek word here, uh, if, if you if you wouldn't mind indulging me in a little Greek, the Please. Greek word here is misio or misseo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like it means... Miseo Elliot. Anyone get no, that one? Like no, not, not like that at all. <laughs> but it, so Mary, I was bringing the cheat. I, I, bring- I wanted the dad joke for this. I know, one. but I have the dad joke. Okay, we, we planned this. The, oh, oh so, yeah, we did. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> and so missio here is means you have missioed it. So you've missed the understanding so, of who Jesus um, is truly God. we can go ahead God. and have a vote yeah, uh, so, put in the comments. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I like the Missio Elliot better. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Your dad joke was better than mine. I so. appreciate that. Dang. But it's this idea of the, that these people, it's not like, hey, my actions are here and there, but like they have chosen to reject the light, to reject yeah. this idea of who Jesus was. So that, that makes it a little bit more— it's a conscious rejection. Conscious rejection. A little yeah. more easy to understand. Mm, yeah. So, and then verse 21, but those who do what is right come to the light so others can see that they are doing what God wants. And again, this is not salvation by works, but just saying, hey, here's descriptive. These people don't hate, and so they're going to pursue Jesus, and their actions are going to follow along with it. So, this idea still is couched this whole thing of belief. So, we're believing Jesus. Here's kind of what the path you take. Don't believe in Jesus. Here's the path that you don't take. Yeah, it's real real easy to take that. And and swing super far one way or the other. And if the idea is works, uh, like a works based kind of mentality, right? So, but when we're talking about um, the the because he says he's, he he kind of says doing the truth, like those who do the truth. And yet, when you talk about it, no, we're talking about this this idea of belief. The the doing the work is acknowledging um, like the, who we are, who we follow, that belief in who Jesus is. 
That's a substantial comment that he's saying to a very substantial passage about this theme. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that leads me into um, what I call the conundrum. Mary calls it the bitter, bitter man. Bitter old man. Bitter old man. Or bitter, bitter young but man. I'm still stuck on the Missio <laughs> Elliot comment. That was pretty good. So but, that means a lot to me. That means it, more it than is. You know. it, the dad, the dad, you won the dad jokes for the day. But the conundrum for me in this is it's easy to walk away from this passage and think, oh, there's times my actions don't follow the light. Mm-hmm. There's times I desire things of this darkness. So am I in trouble? And I think my conundrum is it's easy to walk away and feel that way and forget this idea that's really described about hate. Mm-hmm. That hate means I'm consciously rejecting, I'm refusing to, I don't want anything to do with the light. So it's not like this uh, temporary action. It's more of a state of being. But yet it's still easy then to run into like, oh, my actions have to line up. Like, oh, your actions don't or they do line up. But it really comes back to, man, my heart coming before Jesus and saying, I believe in you, Jesus, you are the son of God that you truly were sent by the Lord to yeah. be my savior. And I think that's like the core of this is like your heart posture in it. And and that like Jesus going after what you believe, not what you do, but what you do flows from what you believe. So I think it's so easy. People will get it kind of backwards and be like, okay, what I do is telling me, oh no, you know, but it's really this whole thing is the heart. So classic Jesus, like going right to like where it starts, not where it ends. And so where it starts is us believing in him. And so I think that that's such a good point. And it's not like we're endorsing not having good behavior. Yeah. And we're not saying that at all. Only every once in a while. Yeah, exactly. But But we're saying that it's so easy in the church to say it's all about behavior. That shows the condition where really Jesus is saying, no, it's the belief and believing the Son of God. And as you have that, that condition is going to start to naturally flow through the help of the Holy Spirit, through the help of others. Yeah, it, it really is fascinating to kind of look back across church history and uh, and see these kind of, uh, I think of it as like a swinging pendulum as generations of people are kind of like processing this on their own. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, and, like I think back, back to like the Reformation where um, it's this idea of like, no, you can't, you can't earn your faith. Like legalism is not like, like a, a faith in Justified Jesus. Justified by faith alone. Exactly. Yeah. And and then, but here we are just a few centuries later and we sing over, we swing over to this side where now people who are claiming faith in Christ are saying, all right, well, let's sin so that grace may abound. If I, uh, if I believe in Jesus, it doesn't matter how I live. And, and, but, and so then you have these, these people kind of going, well, um, to, to your point, Mary, no, how you believe definitely results in a particular kind of lifestyle. And so the way in which we live uh, gives evidence to to what we believe in. And uh, and so to, to kind of f- find ourselves in the midst of that right now, I think is super helpful and encouraging when we look back and go, mm-hmm. okay, this is this tension being played with throughout church yeah, history. Yeah, yeah. It's not a new thing. Yeah, and, and this idea for all of us that are, confronting this passage, think about this, we're, we're really being asked, do you believe that Jesus is God's son? Do you believe Jesus is God? Yeah. That's the point of the passage. Yeah, that's what's, and and I hope that like listening to this and even reading, you know, after or listening to the message this past weekend and hearing this breakdown podcast, that maybe that should be the question you're, fa- you're facing right now. Okay, okay, when I hear this, let me bring it up to the surface a little bit. Let me ask myself, do I believe Jesus is 
God? And do I believe he's fully God and fully man? Don't miss you, Elliot, on that one. (laughs) (laughs) So as we close today, uh, C.S. Lewis, a wonderful uh, theologian, you've probably heard of him, um, but he has this quote that I love, and it really connects well to this passage, but it's either this man was Jesus and is the son of God or else a madman or else something worse. You can shut him up for a fool, You can spit at him and kill him as a demon, or you can fall at his feet and call him Lord and God. But let us not come with any patronizing nonsense about his being a great human teacher. Yeah, not a teacher. He's God. He is God. I mean, he's he's a teacher, but (laughs) well well beyond that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not just like like Nicodemus. He's he's God. God. Yeah, so next week, join us. Uh, We're continuing a series. You've heard it said, so join us over the weekend. If you didn't hear the message, uh, you can check it out on all those streaming platforms. But we'll be here next week to continue this series. So thanks for joining us today. Break it down. See you next week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Breakdown. You know, it's our hope that you've learned something new about God's Word for the sake of knowing God and taking one step in your journey to the center of God's purpose for your life. If you're wanting to keep the discovering going, which we hope you are, you can check out past episodes at hopefellowship.net slash podcasts or by searching The Breakdown on Spotify or any other streaming platform. And don't forget, please leave us a review. We'll see you guys next time for another episode of The Breakdown. The Breakdown.